You are listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our mission is to reconnect Yah's people to the root and truth of his word. We have been called to take Yah's healing to the nations, remove the stumbling block out of the way of his people, and teach as well as model the importance of serving the living Elohim in spirit and in truth. We live by Romans 15 and 4, for whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. You in such humility because we know that you are loving kindness, you are mercy, you are goodness, and we are people who have not uh, earned the reward of the goodness of God. Uh, because, but because of the goodness of God, you reward us daily. Uh, you are faithful in how you reward your people and how you bless us with life and health. Almighty Yah, with a, a mind uh, to be able to continue to grow. Almighty Yah, you bless us with the Ruach HaKodesh. Almighty Yah, and though we are uh, these fleshly ve- vessels or harbors of the spirit, of the good things, the treasures, the excellency of God within us, Almighty Yah. And when we fall, when we suffer, when we um, are not who we should be in you, Almighty Yah, uh, we have the uh, privilege to get up to dust ourselves off, the privilege and, and, and the humility to repent, to turn and to keep going, Almighty Yah. So Yah, we thank you and we praise you for your word. Uh, we thank you, Almighty Yah, for your truth. We thank you for Mashiach. Uh, we thank you, Almighty Yah, for this Shabbat day. We thank you for all the brothers and sisters uh, uh, who continually come and make uh, their commitment, Almighty Yah, how they veshamru, uh, and keep and honor and guard your Shabbat. Hallelujah. That you instructed uh, your Talmudim um, that uh, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And we thank you for this commandment where you instructed us to rest, to come together, to be together, to fellowship, to eat with one another, um, to lift up and exhort one another. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Almighty Yah, for you are so much wiser than us, that you gave us a time where we would leave the world behind. We would come together. We would help build one another up at the same time, building up the temple of the Most High. So, Yah, we thank you and we praise you. Be with us this day. Uh, remove your servant out of the way. Yah, I pray you would bring things back to my mind, um, that things come in my mind when we are preparing for these words and these messages. Yah, and I just pray that some of those things just bring back to my mind. Um, yeah, so I just thank you and I praise you and I glorify you, Almighty Yah, and it's an honor to always serve in front of your people or for your people, Almighty Yah. So I just thank you and I praise you. Um, be with us this day. And Yahshua Mashach, let me pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Baruch Hashem, bless the Most High once again uh, for being able to be here on the Shabbat day. Um, there are so many places we could be. One of them is on the other side, the land of the, non, the non-living. Um, but we had a mind uh, to come together to uh, not forsake the assembly, uh, but to come and to gather together under the banner of our Lord, of our Master, Yahshua Hadon. 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 Hallelujah. 
Yahshua is the master. He is our Adonai. So uh, as always, Shabbat Shalom to you all that are here. Uh, Shabbat Shalom to anybody that may be visiting or watching or even trolling um, um, this message today. So Shabbat Shalom to you all. As we always say, peace and salutations to the 12 tribes of Israel that are scattered abroad. Peace and Shalom to you, all of you, all of you that are here and all of you that are uh, watching. Uh, when it comes to the 12 tribes, there is one law for the native born, for the sojourner, for the stranger. There's one law, one house. Hallelujah. But there's two sticks he's going to wrap up together. Correct. And when he wrap them up, it's going to be one stick. So the key word is one is echad. And uh, so Shabbat Shalom to all of the um, refugees and all of the dysphoria of Israel. And as we are just trying to get back home, just trying to get back home. And where is home? Where my father is. We're trying to get back home. We're trying to find our way back home. So peace and shalom to all of you. Peace and shalom to all of our um, family and friends who are on the other side, the side of religion. Um, not to pick at you, our prayer is that you will come uh, or see your Messiah. If Jesus Christ, if Yahshua is your Messiah, then you must do as he says, um, that in the scriptures, in the Tanakh, it is written of him. So if he is your Messiah, then you must see him in his fullness. Okay. Um, you know, some and women, you understand this, okay? Especially women when you used to go out. Some of you probably don't go out no more, I understand. But when you used to go out, you're looking good. Get your hair and makeup. I mean, all the things, right? All these things. And then, you know, there's the, the woman when she doesn't have all the hair. And all the make and all of the all of the things, right? But the hope is that the man still loves the woman and still sees her, whether she's dolled up or she's got her bonnet on uh, around the house. Either way, the idea is that that man will see the woman the same way, right? Whether she's jazzed up and or whether she's in a robe with house shoes on, okay? Mitch match socks. Either way, right? So the, I, the hope is, is that when it comes to Messiah, if I'm uh, uh, in religion, or if I would say I'm a Christian, well, then I must see Jesus in every facet. I have to see him in the Tanakh or the Old Testament because he said he was there. And it can't be about, well, you know, I love uh, when we go out and you get your hair in that ponytail or, you know, you put this certain kind of perfume on and you put them heels on and, and you, you be walking, click, clack, you know, all that, that. See, you can't be like that. So the hope is, is that we see our Mashiach uh, in every shape, form and facet in our word, um, because if it's all said and done, 
I love you, I love you. Whether you're jazzed up, you dressed up, you just got them little house shoes on with Mitch matching socks and a robe and a bonnet on, okay? It shouldn't matter. So that is a hope for our folks on the other side. Um, I don't want this on. I don't even have my phone. Turn this off. Turn off. Yeah. Come get turn off. I don't even want to turn off. And he got my phone. I don't even, even, even want to know. Um, anyway, that is the hope um, that you see Messiah. Sure. That you see Messiah for who he is. And uh, last but not least, there are a lot of people that are just in the, and not even the ones that are just ratcheting the world, just people in the world just floating around, just floating through the world. You are truly a leaf in the wind, just blowing. Wherever the wind blow, you go. Peace and shalom to you. You blowing up by in the wind, you blow by the seat of your, uh, of your pants. There's no stability. The water will carry you away. You got to drop your anchor. Got to drop your anchor in something. So those that are blowing by the wind or the sea current just carry you all over the earth. You need to drop your anchor in the word of the Most High. Drop your anchor. Get off on the little life raft and go over to the island of God. Okay? Get with the Most High. Get in His Word. Drop your anchor in something. Have something to believe in. Have some standards. That'll help you have standards. You don't have to just be so blow by in the wind and you have to go and agree with everything. But when you have standards, you don't have, you don't have to do that. You say, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't do that. I don't believe that. You have standards. So peace and shalom to those who ain't ratchet, but just blown by in the wind. And those who are ratchet. Can't be ratchet forever. You can't sell dope forever. Right. I know people that are in their 40s still selling dope. Uh, you cannot do that. You cannot be, like, what's your, well, like, you had no resume. What's on your resume? Hustler, baller, gangster, pap, cap, what is that? It's death to look like to me. So I feel about brothers and sisters that, uh, and I get it, you've been programmed a certain way. I get it. You've been programmed to think a certain way. The only money is fast money. That's it. The only way. That's how you've been programmed. I get it. Somebody program your protector, guarding your parent. The music you listen to, the things that they was doing, and it made you think that this is how it's supposed to be. You ain't got to worry about nobody uh, lessening you. You've lessened yourself. You're your own worst enemy. You're on suicide watch. You should have a straitjacket on. But the straitjacket is on. It's on your mind. That's what a straitjacket at. It's on your mind. You strapped in a chair. You being force fed. So do some folks in, in the nutty house. They strapped in the chair so they can feed them. 
Some some people you've been forced fed so much foolishness that you act a fool. You can't help it. So peace and shalom to you because you acting a fool. You don't have to act a fool. You ain't got to do all this other stuff. It ain't got to be the fast way. You ain't got to hustle and you ain't got to pimp and you ain't got to you ain't got to do all that stuff. And now I live in an area that you can do it and put it on Facebook. You like you don't you don't think if you once it it's, it's suicide. You're incriminating yourself. Like, who told you to do that? What made you think that that was good? Is that your thought? Or was it just programming? So when you don't think highly of yourself, and material, materialistic things become everything, that's why you do stuff like that. You can be 40 and still talking about hustling. Huh? And find uh, women that are not confident in themselves so they're shaking and twerking and jumping all over the place. I get it. You got two low-level individuals hooking up together. That, that, that makes plenty of sense. A lot of low-level energy. So you think it's lit. Anyway, peace and shalom to you. Um, if y'all allows your time to mature, I hope you mature and get out of it and get into something more solid. Always know your soul is on the line. Your soul is always on the line because you're not guaranteed the next day. That's why you got to handle that day at hand to the best of your ability. Hey, but you can come up here to me. But Peace of shalom to you. So anyway, time to get rolling. My clock is started. So today, trusting in Yah, avoiding the long, arduous road. Avoiding the long, arduous road. No, I was talking about that, that TV. So we're going to talk about trusting in the Most High and avoiding the long, arduous road. So let's look at okay, uh, the definition we live. We're here. If I didn't know we were live, I know we live now. Sorry. It's all right. There we go. Make that slide. Hit that slideshow. There we go. Arduous. Arduous. What does that mean? Hard. Hard to accomplish. Something that's hard to achieve. Something that is difficult. Uh, something that is great labor. Very strenuous. Okay? Hard life. Strenuous, difficult. We're going to look at that today. We're going to look at some examples in the scriptures uh, because the scriptures are here. Uh, Romans 15 and 4. It's been a while. Romans 15 and 4. One of our favorite scriptures.
<laughs> Romans 15 and 4. Uh-huh. For whatsoever things were written aforetime uh-huh. were written for our learning. For our what? For our learning. For our what? For our learning. For our learning. That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures uh-huh. might have hope. We might have what? Might have hope. Might have what? Hope. So we might have hope. So whereas the people are, are taking rocks and and, and coloring rocks on one side and another side and throwing them against the wall. Okay? If it lands on this, this is this is yes and this is no. It's, it's some folks sit in uh, yoga positions and, 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 and try to shock their spinal cord. Okay? Throwing themselves up against the wall. Okay? All you're going to do is mess your vertebrae up. You ain't going to turn on no, ain't, ain't no, ain't no uh, tag-like game. You're just going to mess your back up. But the people of the Most High... The scriptures, this is our hope. So we learn from what was written. What was written aforetime? This is a teacher for us. That's why in Galatians, the law is called our what? Schoolmaster. Trust me, we still need to be in school. You know what? I get it. Some folks get passed ahead. And then some folks, they don't get left behind. I think it was that George, that George Bush, no child left behind. Let me tell you something. Some folks need to be left behind. You need, you need to do it again. See, that ain't, see, that ain't law. That ain't, that ain't Torah. See, I'm not going to, y'all, look, I, you, you ain't going to advance in something and you ain't ready. Right? This is how things become arduous in life. Because you weren't ready. Somehow you were permitted to pass. And in reality, you should have got a repeat. We ain't going to say fail. You just should have got a repeat. And you try it again. You need to try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Yah is eternal. Okay? So he's not worried about how many times we Homer Simpson ourselves. No. He's not worried about that. Are you going to keep trying? So when we try to make things easier or we get into realms or elements or places where we have not thoroughly passed through, we're not qualified, this is where things become arduous, and we made it that way. Because the people of the Most High should be following who? The Most High. So arduous uh, is difficult, it's hard, it's strenuous, it's difficult. Um, And the scriptures, this is our learning, this is our understanding. This is how we know. Um, this is how we know. Right? Things have been recorded or written down, and this is our hope. Okay. First uh, uh, Corinthians ten. We talked about this last week. It's going to be a little mixture of last week and this week. So, um, I guess of the week before, and then the week before, and. In the month before and two months ago and then you just find out man the word just repeats over and over and over and it has to repeat because the word is like water and we're the hard brass ground we're the hard brass ground and it's hard to penetrate this brass your head is just hard as brass the ground is hard as brass I'm trying to penetrate through this hard brass. And the water just keeps coming on down. Anyway, 1 Corinthians 10 and 1. 
Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant, how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized for Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Mashiach. But with many of them, Elohim was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. These things. So we're going to look at that again, because those things are examples. Let's turn to Davarim, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, verse 1. Hallelujah when you get there. Tom, Tom is first. <laughs> it was slick, yeah. It's like I'm getting in on it. <laughs> so we're gonna look at Deuteronomy because Apostle Shaul said the things that happened to them. Don't let it happen to you. So he's saying that to the people in Corinth, to the congregation, to the assembly, to the body of believers. Hey, the things that they messed up on, don't you do that. And Yah is so good because that same word has now been passed down on throughout the ages to our time. And it's like, hey, the things that happened to them, don't let that happen to you. So, Davarim of Deuteronomy 1 and 1, it says, These be the words, right, the Davarim, which Moses spoke unto all Israel on this side, Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea, between Paran, Tophel, and Laban, and Hazaroth, and Dizhab. There are 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir unto Kadesh Barnea. 11 days. 11 days. So from Mount Sinai or Horeb, by the way of Mount Seir, unto the border of the promise, it was 11 days. 11? That's a week and a little over half. I mean, not even two weeks. 11 days out. Have you ever been so close to something? But you didn't know it. And you went a different way. Because you didn't think God was what? With you. You, you was right there. The Malachim the angels in heaven are like, go, 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 go. Because they want to praise God. Creation, it is within creation wants to praise God. That's what, that's, that's what they want to do. And they're all like, go, 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 Jimmy, go, go, Jimmy, go, go, Jimmy, go. You're right there. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want you to, hey, no, stop, turn around, go back, go back. Don't go that way. And then when we go a different way, you know what happens? Things become what? Very arduous. They become very arduous. We go a different way. All right, so verse 2 again. There are 11 days' journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. And it came to pass in the 40th year. So now they're at the finish line. But he reminded them, who just 11 days out, man, I mean, 
I know we had the golden calf incident, but we were still 11 days out. Like once I came down, man, it was just, it was 11 day journey. Like, that's just, we got these tablets, we got the instruction, we're gonna make all this cool stuff. And let's just, let's just go, we'll just, let's just go. What a great vacation. You know, in the modern era, people like, they like going on vacation. You, you're excited about it. You got a trip planned. You're ready to go hang out. Ready to go do, you're ready to go do it. And you have your own countdown. They had a great, I mean, they were right there. They were right there. Verse 3, it came to pass in the 40th year in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, right at the Rosh Chodesh, then Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him in commandment unto them. Hmm. So we have 11-day, 11-day journey becomes 40 years of arduous wandering. Becomes 40 years of arduous wandering. Now, within that 40 years, did they win some battles? Yep. Did some good things happen? Yep. But whew, it was hard. They were hard. And they made it hard. So this would be, um, you know, you have different um, maps. So if, if anybody, if you use maps or anything about um, Sinai, we know that you always have to go on the map because some maps don't have Sinai in Saudi Arabia. Okay. So there's different maps and, and you know, Different people have different thoughts, but, but Scripture says that Saudi Arabia is where Mount Sinai is. Um, so from Mount Sinai, right on the other side, you had to cross the Gulf of Aqaba, uh, Kadesh Barnea. Over here is Canaan, Canaan. So you're on the edge or the border in Kadesh Barnea. You're right there on the edge of your promise. You're right there. I mean, just, and he's, he said, hey man, you knuckleheads aren't going in. Your kids are, and the animals that you swore up and down were gonna die of thirst, they're going, but you're not going. So wandering, let's get a better idea of wandering. So wandering is, uh, Ta'ah, ta wandering. Action is a verb. Uh, wandering, to err, to go astray, to wander, to be seduced, to stagger, stagger like you what? Drunk. You're like you're intoxicated. You ever, you ever seen, uh, what's that, cops? The show in the 90s, cops, they pull for up, you drive, I ain't been drinking. So, okay, stand up, walk that line. It's amazing what you see on some of them shows. A walk and put your finger on your nose. And what I think is not cool is saying the alphabet backwards. Because I don't think I could do it right now. Z. Why? W, sure. See, look. It's X. One said W, other said X. See? So the police would be like, you're drunk. You're drunk. Like, no, that's, just, that's a hard thing to do, just in general. But anyway. Unless I was dyslexic. I'm not dyslexic. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, 
so stagger, right? To to ah, to ah is to be to be out of the way, to wander, to get out of the way. Now, this same word is used to describe Abraham's journey when he left uh, Mesopotamia. So as he wandered, he was still guided. He had no clue. As he wandered, he was still guided. And there's a difference between Abraham in the wilderness and the children of Israel in the wilderness. Because we can go back through the, with the ten trials of Abraham, and we can say, oh, not a good move there. Mm, not a good move there. Children of Israel, just like, woof, woof, woof. So there's a difference, right? You can, wandering happens. It happens. But are you still guidable? Are you still, are you still coachable? Are you still teachable? Right? Can you be trained? It's okay. You don't know. You only know what you know. That's just life. There's some things you don't know, right? And I get it. This powerful force came, and we're not in Egypt anymore. Um, and we were worshiping all these other gods, kind of. But we were having to do a lot of work. But, I, you know, I can go back to the crib, go back to the house and do whatever I want to do. Just make sure I get my quota the next day or else. Yeah, they might take my kids and kill them. But, you know, I wasn't out in the wilderness. I wasn't out just having to travel around and build tents every day. Tear my tent down and go wander and go follow this Moses fellow. And I know he ain't no good. He's just a murderer. I'm sure it's what they I mean. We know how people are. They know who Moses is. So, wandering. So, wandering is... is, is um, it's not, it's not off, it's not bad. Everybody wanders, but it's just, you know, are you guidable? Are you coachable? Are you teachable in your wandering process? All right, so to err, to go astray, to wander, okay? Um, wandering ethically, sin. Wandering physically, intoxication. Wandering of the mind. See, this would be more for uh, the renewed covenant believers because our mind does what? It wanders, Right? Our mind wanders, so that's to be something that we have to work on, right? Our mind wandering from place to place, right? That's why we have to have on the heaven of salvation, to keep our mind stable, okay? All things on the Most High. Um, so to wander, uh, to reel, to stray, literally or figuratively, um, to be deceived, okay, to dissemble, right? We're commanded to what? Assemble. We're commanded to assemble. So when you wander, then you have dissembled, right? You can even be in the assembly and be dissembled because of your mind. Your head's not there. Right? I mean, you have to be ready before you come in. Well, if you didn't get yourself ready before you got in, I would assume 
that somebody or something is going to try to cause you to wander or dissemble. What the most I was like, I need you to assemble. Okay. Hope that makes sense. Um, let's look at back in Deuteronomy 1. It's going to be our kind of point for the day is Deuteronomy 1. Let's go back to 1. should be in verse 4. Verse 4. I'm going to follow along here. And after he had slain Sihon, the king of the Amorites, which dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, which dwelt in Ashtaroth and Edri, on this side of Jordan, the land of Moab, began Moses to declare this law, saying that the Lord our God spoke unto us in Horeb, saying he had dwelt long enough in this mount. Turn you, take your journey, go to the mount of the Amorites, and to all the places nigh thereon, in the plain of the hills, in the val valley in, in the south, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, unto Lebanon and the great river, the river Euphrates. Behold, I have set the land before you. Behold, I have set the land before you. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land. Is that a mitzvah? Wow. So when God instructed them to go and take the land, get up and go, that was a mitzvah. I've given it to you. What has God given us? And he said, go and possess it. Go and take it. Go and have it. Go and claim it. Go be this. Go do that. See how we're not that far apart. Where God has said, go do this. That's yours. How, you don't, don't even raise your hand. How many times has God told you or you knew that this was yours, but you were scared to go take it. Let that sit for a minute. I'm going to sip this. So he told you, commanded you, prepared for you, Laid it out for you. But you didn't go do it. For whatever reason. But you didn't go do it. Let's keep reading. Behold, I've set, verse 8, I've set the land before you go and possess the land, which the Lord swore unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them, to their seed after them. And I spake unto you, at that time, saying, I am not able to bear you myself alone. The Lord your God have multiplied you. And behold, you are this day as the stars of heaven for multitude. So God wouldn't tell you to go do something or have you go be somewhere or try to put you in some place if you weren't what? Ready. If he hasn't developed you and multiplied you and, 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 and did the things that were necessary for you to handle that possession. He just wouldn't do that. He wouldn't stick you someone like, all right, Johnny, start swimming. I've never seen water before. He wouldn't do that. Verse 11. The Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times so many more as you were and bless you as he has promised you. How can I myself alone bear you uh, your cumbrance, your burden and your strife? 
take you wise men and understanding and know among your tribes, and I will make them rulers over you. And ye answered me and said, The thing which thou hast spoken is uh, good for us to do. So I took the chief of your tribes, wise men, and known, and made them heads over you, captains over thousands, and captains over hundreds, and captains over fifties, and captains over tens, and officers among your tribes. I charged your judges at that time, saying, Hear the causes between your brethren, and judge righteously between every man and his brother and the stranger that is with him. You should not respect persons in judgment, but you shall hear the small as well as the great. You shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment is God's, and the cause that is too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. And I commanded you at that time all the things which you should do. When you departed from Horeb, we went through all that great, terrible wilderness, which you saw by the way of the mountain of the Amorites, as the Lord our God commanded us, and we came to Kadesh Barnea. So we've gotten to the border of the place now. And I said unto you, ye are coming to the mountain of the Amorites, which the Lord our God doth give unto us. Behold! The Lord thy God has set the land before thee. He set the land before thee. Go up and possess it. So Moses is reminding them of what happened. And he's twice. The Mosai said, go up and possess it. As the Lord God of thy fathers has said unto thee, fear not, neither be discouraged. We talked about last Shabbat. What was that word about delayed? What does that mean again in Hebrew? Bush. Bush. Right? Moses went up and delayed. They took it as a delay. They lost faith. They lost hope. Whatever expectation they thought God was going to do, they didn't, God didn't do it in their minds. So whatever it was that we're expecting God to do, he didn't do it. Whatever they were expecting God to do, he didn't do it. And the fill in the blank is at their time. When they wanted it. It's not about what we want, but what does God need you to do? That's what's important. It's not about what we want to do. What does God need you to do? A want could be on God's back burner, just be honest. Don't mean you can't have it. But what does he need you to do? That's going to override or supersede whatever we want. So you might, you, we, we might want one thing from God, and he has a completely different need for us to do. One, he gets the glory, and two, it helps build us. Right? So that we can handle whatever the next thing is on our journey. They're going on a journey. Right? Their journey was 11 days, turned to 40 years. Arduous 40 years. So don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. So, yes, this was a mitzvah. Right? We are looking at a commandment. What have we been commanded to go and possess? Were we scared? Are we still scared? Are we discouraged? Do we have the mindset to reverse the curse? Right? Yah wants to bless. The adversary would want you to be cursed. It's, it's, it's always war. It's never not war. 
We're never not in a spiritual war. It's never not that. It's, it's never not. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Either you're going to play or not, participate or not, but the game's going on with or without you. Without you being an actual participant, I'm on the sideline, I just, you know, I ain't involved. Oh, you're involved, buddy. Yes, sir. You're involved. Okay, so uh, the rest of this chapter, uh, Moses is um, unbraiding them in a truthful manner, right? And we get to, let's look at 22. And ye came near unto me, every one of you, and said, We shall send men before us, and they shall search out us out this land, and bring us word again by what way we must go up, and into the seas we shall come. And the saying pleased me well, and I took 12 men of you, one of a tribe. And they turned and went up into the mountain, and came to the valley of Eshcol and searched it out. They took the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us and brought us word again, saying, It's a good land which the Lord our God doth give us. Okay? Notwithstanding, ye would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of your God, and ye murmured in your tents and said, Because the Lord hated us, has brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us to the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Yah isn't going to bring you or take you anywhere for you to be destroyed. There's no, what good does it do him? That's what fear and discouragement does. It turns you to a finger pointer. Your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault. Your, it's everybody else's fault. Because you gotta, it's like, I gotta, you take it. Verse 28, whither, have, whither shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying the people is greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. Walled up to heaven, but you serve the God of heaven and earth. And moreover, we have seen the sons of Anakims are there. Then said I unto you, dread not, neither be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, which goes before you, he shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. So we have to get that reminder about what God has done for you in the past, right? God has been victorious for all of us in our life. And we have to bring those things back to our mind. Sometimes we forget things that God has done. We bury them. Maybe on not purposely, but we bury things that God has done. And then we get to certain points where God is wanting us to take another step. We forgot how we even got to this point to begin with. Only reason you got here was because you qualified or you passed the test. That's the only reason why you got here. So the Lord your God, which goeth before you. So God has went before you. He's already gone ahead. You're just a human. You hadn't got there yet. He shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt. So he had, he had to remind them of what had happened in the past. Okay. And, um, and in verse 40, so long story short, they went ahead um, and they got, you know, chastised. And they said, we're going to go up here anyway. We're going to go up here anyway and fight. And they got destroyed. Right, they got chased with like some even Moses just like don't go up there now. You done messed up. Don't you burnt it. 
You know, like you, you, you waste your card. Like, don't go. They go anyway. So double hard headed. And then in verse uh, 45, and you returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken. He would not hearken to your voice, nor give ear to you. So you abode in Kadesh right, many days. Right? Here's the promised land. And they got right there to the door. I mean, they got right to the door of it. You abode in Kadesh many days, according to the days that you abode there. And then Deuteronomy 2 and 7. For the Lord your God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness these 40, 40, 40, 40 years. The Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. So even the punishment, still good. <laughs> they walk 40 years and you never need a new pair of shoes. Ain't that something? Sometimes these Jordans hurt my feet. I know what that sign means. I need some new shoes. Um, so 11 days from Horeb to Kadesh, that was the journey. They were on the edge of God's promise. Um, we have met with Elohim how many times, and we've gotten to the edge of God's promise how many times, and we've pulled back how many times because we didn't what? Believe. We just didn't trust in Yah. Make a long story short. We didn't trust in them. I wasn't what I thought I was. I wasn't who my mouth say I am. Right? I wasn't the one the way I kind of judge other people and talk about other people. I wasn't that strong. I didn't go all the way because I didn't believe. Make it real simple. Um, it's not that we or they uh, were afraid. That is, fear should be, we're humans. It should be. But after God reassures us or after God comforts us, we still rebel. Get the initial fear, the initial woe. But once we've been comforted, once we've been reassured, once you've been reminded, do we still rebel? If so, then we don't trust in Yah. And when we don't trust in Yah, we end up having to go on a long, arduous road. Because we thought what he wanted is not what we needed. And it was flipped. We thought what he wants us to do is not what we need. He needs us to do it. Therefore, we just got to what? Follow. We just got to follow. You have to trust. And when you don't, you're going to go somewhere. You're not going to go there. You're going to go a different way. And when you go that way, it becomes long and arduous. And 11 days can turn to 40 years. And then. Just like that. Um, brother, give us Yoke and I, uh, one through uh, 14, one through four. For those that are watching, Yoke and I just mean John. We call him by his Hebrew name best we can. Yoke and I, or John 14, one through four. Uh huh. 
Let not your heart be troubled. Say what? Let not your heart be troubled. One more time, son. Let not your heart be troubled. Why not? Ye believe in God. You what? Ye believe in God. One more time. Ye believe in God. Uh huh. Believe also in me. Mm. In my father's house are many mansions. Yeah. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I do what? I go to prepare a place for you. Mm. And if I go and prepare a place for you, mm-hmm. I will come again and receive you unto myself. Have mercy. That where I am, there ye may be also. Wow. And whither I go, ye know. In the way, ye know. Mm. So... Yahshua was taught and trained and everything that he does is based off of his father. And in the Torah, Yah says that I have a place prepared for you in Canaan. It's prepared for you. There's houses. You ain't got to worry about it. There's vineyards. There's trees. It's the land of milk and honey. All you got to do is just go. That's all you got to do. And Yahshua is saying, hey, I'm going to go before you or prepare a place for you. Well, that matches up with what happened in uh, Exodus and Davarim, all in, in the wilderness. Hey, if you just go, man, just go. It's there for you. I got it for you. I've already went ahead of you. I've laid it out for you. But once again, we have hot feet. Or hot britches, and we go from spot to spot, and we never get to what God has. Like we don't, we don't, we don't stay. We don't stay with them. We're so wishy-washy and flip-floppy, like a fish out of water. You see a fish out of water? They're flipping out all over the place. Sometimes they're hard to grab. That's us. Sometimes, Lord, like I would try to grab, but you all over the place. He's got to wait till you stop moving and can't breathe no more, I guess, like a fish. So Yahshua has prepared a place. He's gone ahead of us. And that lines up along with what's going on with the children of Israel trying to go into the promise. I've already, it's, it's already, it's, everything's ready. I've already gone ahead of you. All you got to do is just go. The really only thing you got to do is you need a large account of what? Belief. That's it. You ain't got to, you ain't got to have no big, this, no big, just have a large account of belief. How much uh, belief is in your account? Sometimes that account, that must be on zero. That must be in the negative. Uh, what, what was it when you done overdrew? Uh, ain't nothing in there. You know, the bill collector, they're going to take the money out there anyway. It got you in the negative. Now you got to pay $35. Go ahead, son, and, and, and do... Uh, Read the uh, same chapter, uh, 5 through 7. 5 through 7. Yep. Yeah, Yochanan. Yeah. Thomas saith unto him, uh-huh. Lord, we know not whether thou go. Hmm. And how can we know the way? So that's us. Like, how do we know? Go ahead, son. Keep reading. Yeshua saith unto him, I am the way. He is the what? The way. Hmm. The truth. He is the what? The truth. Hmm. And the life. The what? The life. Have mercy. 
No man come unto the Father but by me. Mm. If he had known me, he should have known my Father also. Mm. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Mm. I like that. He said that if you have uh, uh, known him, well, if you had known me, ye should have known my father also. See, this is the problem with religion. With, with modern day religion, they don't know the what? The instruction. They don't know the Torah. So it's hard to know Messiah because he speaks the language of his father. Ain't talking about Hebrew. Ain't talking about Aramaic. He speaks the language, right? The divine teaching. Remember, they wanted to kill Yahshua because of the divine teachings. It wasn't that he was a teacher. It was that his teachings was from the Shemaim, and they couldn't comprehend it. They didn't like it, and it was so powerful. They didn't care if the blind could see, and the lepers were healed, and the lames could walk, and they did not care that Isaiah 9 and 35 was just popping, coming like right there. They could care less. So if you would have known me, you should have known my father. So because of the disconnect with the Torah and with our Messiah, right, we hit these, we hit these issues, we hit these areas. And we can look at the children of Israel and say one thing, and then, you know, like, oh, Lord, oh, Yahshua. Like it's the same thing. We're, we're, we're the same. We are the same. <clears throat> so he said that he was the way. Is that right? Way. So Genesis 18 and 19, Minnesota, can you get that? Uh, Jeremiah, can you get us Psalms 119 and 30? And then uh, Deacon, can you get us Acts 24 and 14? The way. These gentlemen are going to get these texts. You can just write them down. They're going to read it. Genesis 18 and 19. The way. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, and it reads, mm -hmm. For I know him, mm -hmm. that he will command his children and his household mm -hmm. after him, mm -hmm. and they shall keep the way. The what? The way. The what? The way. But there hadn't been no Mount Sinai. Mm. Hadn't been no fire coming down, no nothing. But he knew that Abraham, who had to wander, would keep his household in the way. Go ahead, son. Uh, of the Lord and to do justice and judgment and the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Hmm. Hallelujah. Psalms 119 and 30. Telahim Psalms 119 30. I have chosen the way of truth. Mm -hmm. Thy judgments have I laid before me. What was chosen, son? I have chosen the way of truth. The way of truth. Hallelujah. We got Acts. 24 and 14. Acts 24 and 14. Mm -hmm. But this I confess unto thee. Uh-huh. Um, that after the way, the which, after the way, mm. which they call heresy. So they call it. So, so when we walk the way, is it called a heresy now? It could be called a heresy from a Christian. It could be called a heresy from an Israeli rabbi. Call you a heretic. Now, so ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. So we have to stay on the narrow path. Swinging so into the gate that is called what? Straight. Ain't nothing changed. 
So you should not be surprised. Go ahead, read. But this I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy, uh -huh. so worship I the God of my fathers, mm. believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets. Have mercy. And it's interesting when he says all things of the fathers, because in this, Yahweh's like, I'm giving you this prom I'm giving you this because I promised your fathers. There are some things that are so deep and you're just physical, literal background, DNA, genealogy, genealogy, genealogy. Thank y'all. Glad y'all got marathon by smart people. I sure need y'all. Because of the things that are in the genealogy, he's like, man, I promise this. Like, I'm still trying to divvy this out. But because of lack of faith and not trusting in Yah, you guys choose the arduous road. It's in him to keep his word. It's in us to run from the word. It's in us to be unbalanced with the word. It's in us to kind of be sideways in our agreement. Right? Disagreement. They said all that he says we will do, we will obey. We did the same thing a couple months ago in Passover. everybody read okay uh he said he was the way what else did he say he was truth, truth. let's look at talahim psalms uh brother tom let's get psalms 25 and 5 uh joshua yehoshua get us psalms 91 and 4 uh it was isaiah 26 and 2 Hallelujah. The truth. The truth will set you free. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Psalms 25 and 5. Yeah. He led me in your truth huh. and teach me. For you are the Elohim of my deliverance. Mm. On you, I will wait all the day. So he led us in the truth. Led us in the truth. Okay. Psalm 91 and 4. For Telahim 91 and 4. Psalms 91 and 4. He shall cover you with his feathers uh -huh. and under his wings. Mm -hmm. He shall take refuge with his truth, and you shall be shield and bunk, uh, buckler. You'll take refuge in what? He'll take refuge. You, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. So you take refuge in the truth, and then that truth becomes a shield and a buckler. We talked about, was it last week or two weeks ago, about girding up your loins and you only do it so you can take care of your business you understand you have, look I, I know some of y'all especially women y'all went out there fighting in them streets maybe was some of you are fighting at school when girls like a real fight they get ready 
Vaseline on. What you doing? The Vaseline on. Take their hair, put their hair in a bun so can't nobody grab their hair. And then, I done seen it. Wrap their hair up. Because so girls can't fight what they do, start grabbing hair. I'm talking about folks that can fight. They gird up their cell. They get their cell ready, Vaseline on their face, keep them getting cut up and swollen up, get their bun in their hair, and they about to fight. So girding up your loins is only for war. That's it. Remember, we, we got to be able to go from a worshiper to a warrior. Drop the drop of a hat. Who's like that? We got to be on call. It's got to be on site. It's got to be on site. For some things in our life, it's got to be on site. Automatic. Ain't no talking about it. Ain't no thinking about it. Ain't no letting you slide. We've let the adversary slide in and out of our life too much. Too much. We said last week, he ain't got a, he ain't got a backbone. He's looking for any crack. Sometimes I don't need a crack if your door wide open. Mm-hmm. Or it's unlocked. Uh-oh, come on now. But Isaiah. Isaiah 26 and 2. Uh-huh. Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Mm. Ooh, that was good. Say it again. Open ye the gates, yes. that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth keepeth may enter in. Keepeth the truth. I wonder if keepeth is Shamar. Are you guarding the truth nation of Israel? Are you guarding it? Are you keeping it? Are you protecting it? Do you love it? Do you care about it? It's, it's, that Shabbat is important to me. Some things aren't important to you. Your actions speak for itself. Don't sit here and talk about something, but you can't walk in it. Mm-hmm. So the nation that is a Shemar that keeps or guards or protects, I'll fight for it. I'll sacrifice for it. That nation can walk on in. It's one thing to talk about what folks ain't doing. What are you doing? You know that? What are you doing? Where are you at? Where are you at? Don't tell me what other folks ain't doing or not doing. Where are you at? Where are you at? This is about physics. This is, my, I, had a, I had a very good high school coach. Very old school. And it's funny, we, we kind of we laugh and joke about it. But those of us that w- went off to play next level in college and stuff. We say, man, Coach Grant, man, hey, he was good. We know nothing when we got to college. We didn't know nothing. I mean, there's a lot of hollering and yelling and cussing and fussing and make you, make you play hard. You're going to be tough. But, like, learning the game, mm-mm, dumb. Didn't know nothing. Didn't know anything. And in this, you can't leave 
one religion and bring the same habits over. But you're in the... I'm not going to say it because I think my wife did a lesson about what it meant to be the truth, but, but you want to walk in this. But you bring the same skill set when you was on the other side. You know that. You, can't, you bring that same skill set and the game has changed now. Because this way of life requires action. Right? You can, you can come to Shabbat every Shabbat. You can come to the festivals and you still got work to do if you're honest with yourself. You can keep mitzvah. You can keep commandments and still be struggling. But you cannot not keep them, but then be in this. That's the other side. Well, you can do that. And you can go be a leaf in the wind. At the bare minimal, you've got to want to keep the commandments. Protect it. It has value to me. Like that stupid phone. It has value to me. You ever seen somebody about to drop their phone? I people with they can't got no hands, can't catch. They fall from they tap up their foot and catch it. I got it. I mean, they ain't got no hands. Couldn't catch a a a, a big old ab, can't can't even catch a big ball. But let that phone start falling. Pop, 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 pop. Because you kept the phone. No word is this, thou shalt keep thou phonest. There is no order box. You've committed iniquity. You have to keep it. And that righteous, righteous nation enters in. What was the last thing he said he was? Life. How did I get life? Eo 33 and 4. Proverbs. Minister 3 and 2. Jeremiah, Proverbs 8 and 35. Brother Tom, Proverbs 10 and 17. Hallelujah. These are your scriptures for life. Eov or Job 33 and 4. Uh huh. The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Given you what? Given me life. Mm. So Yahshua says he is the life. See, that's why we say that when you don't have to have Yahshua dressed up in some kind of New Testament, Greek, Western, you know, European, some kind of way, then when you see that in Job, oh, that makes sense. That he's life. He gave his life so that I could what? Live. And then he said, hey, man, I don't want you to live. I want you to live more abundantly. Is that I want you to have immortality. But in order to get that, you've got to walk, you've got to have control, you've got to have order, you've got to have some submission, you've got to have some skills to where you put away you. You need to put some of you in time out. And don't be scared to do it. Next reader. 
Proverbs 3, 2. Mm-hmm. For length of days mm. and long life mm. and peace mm. shall they add to thee. Hallelujah. So life can be associated with what? Time. Keeping the commandments. Keeping truth. This is life for us. You want to extend your clip. Huh? You want to, some of you know what I'm talking about. You want to extend your clip. You want extra rounds in this thing? Keep the commandments. Know that you live because Mashiach has put life in you. And when you understand that, you don't miss Shabbat. You don't do these little things. You don't do little stuff like that. It's important to you, like the phone you will never drop without, you know, doing some acrobatic flip to save it. Next reader. Next reader. Proverbs eight thirty five. Mm-hmm. For whoso findeth me li- findeth life, and shall obtain favor of Yahuwah. For whoso findeth what? Me findeth life. So when you find him, you find. So if you see your master, if you found your master, and your master said you found what? Life. And what do you obtain, son? That's fine. That's, it's a teaching tactic. Make sure you're paying attention. Obtains favor. Obtain favor. And who don't need favor the most high? Who don't need favor? My hands. Let me hide my hand. I ain't got no hands. None to raise. Because we need favor. Because we're in a body of flesh. We're screw-ups. We're multiple, multiple, multiple generations removed from any of this. I mean far removed. So fear and errors should be expected. But once God reminds you of how you got here, how I got you here, that should be your assurance to keep going. And if God said, go take it, you're just going to go on and go take it. Because he wouldn't send you there to be slain. He wouldn't do that. This ain't, we ain't worshiping Molech. We ain't walking around watching Molech. Ashtoreth. We're not doing that. Next reader. We got who was who. Proverbs 10, verse 17. Uh-huh. He who heeds discipline in the way of life, mm. but he, pardon me, he who heeds discipline is in the way of life, mm. but he who refuses reproof goes astray. Mm. Keeping the commandments, walking in the way, loving the Lord thy God, that gives you the life. It didn't say, hey, be some great scholar. It didn't say, hey, you know, do this and he and it didn't say none of that. None of that was said. Be who God wants you to be. And the honest truth is, 
we're not going to reach our full maximum ability in God because we're knuckleheads. We are. All he wants to know is, will you give me your best? Teachers and uh, people, teachers, coaches, uh, team leaders, instructors, in some regard, scientists, you know, did you do, your, I just want to know if you did your best. If you did your best, we'll deal with the results. It is what it is, because it's your best. That's how our father is. Did you do your best? The thing is, we can't like, ah, oh, you know, I, I, yeah, I did. No, you did. God knows if you didn't do your best. He knows if you're in it or not in it. He knows. Okay, so temporary struggle should not be a long-lasting problem. Temporary struggle should not be a long-lasting problem. This is why we have to gird up our loins and go fight. Because if something is long-lasting, then you got to go take it out. Because God said for you to go take that place or that position or that this or whatever that is, and there probably is something in the way. Some things are small. They're, they're, they're small when you first get into it. We make it big. It's small. And you conquer it, you go through it, and you move on to the next stuff. And they get a little bit more bigger, more fearsome, more rawr. But he's like, no, 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 I've given you this. Actually, if you could see on past that, you'll see your home. And not only will you see your home, but you'll see me there. Because God is there waiting on you to get there. He's waiting on us to get there. That's how good he is. That's why his mercy and kindness goes from generation to generation because he's waiting on you to get there. You represent your father or your grandfather or your great grand or go on back down the line. You represent them. It's like, hey, I, I'm still waiting, y'all. I'm still waiting. You can come. It's yours if you want it. I've given it to you. I've given it to you. You just got to go take it. You got to physically go and take it, whatever it is. So failure is not permanent. The adversary makes you think or makes us think that when something goes south, right, that once a failure, always a failure. Well, that's not true. But the adversary's job is to pervert the what? Truth. That's what makes him good. He perverts things that are true or things that are straight. He perverts it. He twists it. All you got to do is just knock it off just there a little bit. It don't take much. So that's why we have to know, we talked about last week, about what, trying all things. Try every spirit. Right? So we got to know that, hey, the most high, the most high has let it out for you. You just got to go take it. All right, Luke 12 and 28. I'm the wrong way. Luke 12 and 28. 27. 
Luke 12 and 27. Scripture reads, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not. They don't toil. They don't go on an arduous road. We do. They just grow. They just do their thing. They break from their seed. They jerk, whatever you call it. They come up through the ground. They pop out. They, they just do their thing. We toil. We go on the arduous road because lilies are fine just being a lily. Lilies don't want to try to be daisies. Lilies don't want to try to be, I want to be an oak tree. I'm tired of that big old oak tree always hanging over me and always dropping all this stuff on me all the time. I want birds to come and land on me. Just be a lily. Don't worry about being an oak tree. They don't toil. They don't spin. If we're focused on, if I can be the best Jeremy, I can be. I bet you, I would bet you a lot of things that have been or still currently would not be arduous. So I'm just focusing on being the best me. So I can what? Oh, grow. <laughs> so I can grow. God wants us all to what? Grow. We'll never, ever get it all. It's just impossible. Just a human. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say this to you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And seek not what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. Right? Don't be discouraged. For all these things do the nation of the world seek at. Remember, to be of the royal priesthood, you should be the example, not the follower. Have a leadership mind and not a follower mind. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather see ye the kingdom of Elohim, and all these things shall be added unto you. So God is the ultimate orchestrator. He's the ultimate orchestrator. Look at uh, Yochanan 16. We're getting to the end here, and I'm going to pick up my pace just a little bit. Baby said, you always say that. I mean it this time, man. I mean it, brother. Yochanan 16. We're going to look at verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you, but I will depart and I will send him unto you. Why? Verse 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into what? All truth. So God foreknew, he already knew that we would need the Ruach to guide us into what? Truth. For he should not speak of himself whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Galatians uh, fifth chapter, Galatians five. Galatians five. 
We've identified the Messiah as the way, truth, and life. The Ruach has come. We can walk in the truth. Galatians 5 and 14. In the Word, it says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Why? And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So as we are wandering like they wandered 11 days to 40 days, how much time on our journey is spent walking in the spirit, which will for sure guide you in what? Truth, as opposed to walking in the flesh, will for, will, so with, will, which will for sure have you on an arduous, longer, more painful journey that you caused because you chose comfort of the flesh and you were fearful of the spirit. You thought that God was going to lead you into a trap to mess up your life. They just use different words. They're going to, you're going to kill us, man. We're going to die out here and no grave. Ain't that graves out here. I can't be doing this stuff, man. Messing up my life. This way, this walk, it's too much. Scripture says, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh, it's two contrary ideas going against each other. And these are contrary that one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. So the things that God need you to do, right? What God needs, it's, it's, it's not that important to you, but he's the creator and you're the creation. He needs you to do this. And to you, it's not that important. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. We'll do it next time. We'll do it next time. How many times have we said that or do that? We'll do it next time. Eighteen. But if you were led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Right, and you got verses nineteen through twenty-one. Okay. Let's scroll down to verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let, not, let us not be desirous of vain glory, things that are not important. Sometimes happiness, what you deem as happiness, that's not holiness. Sometimes what we deem as happiness is not holiness, to be set apart. I was thinking about something. I had a good friend of mine, a good brother of mine. He said, man, did they not see my set apart? No, they don't. They don't know what it is. They wouldn't know if holy jumped up and slapped it in the face. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. So no, they don't know. So we cannot be desirous of things that are vain or false glory. Happiness I feel good. Go on, James Brown. Or is it Rick James? James. Go on, James Brown. Dun, 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 dun. Go ahead and feel good. You're not set apart. And you chose, you said, God, I don't want to be set apart with you. I want to be with the riffraff. 
I feel more comfortable with the rabble in the wilderness. And that's why Yahshua was sitting there, man, you just like your ancestors. So you, I know who your daddy is. Your daddy the devil. All right, so we have, so Yah's the ultimate orchestrator. So uh, read Acts 10. But in Acts 10, we've all heard this. If you walk this way, Acts 10 has been used against you uh, to prove, really, I don't know. It's just, it, it just proves that you're not, don't read. Just simple. What is the point of the, the story? Like, what is the point of the chapter? What's the context? Anyway, so we have this where Cornelius um, is, is praying and, and at the same time, or kind of same time, Peter's also praying. These two dudes are different. They don't, they're on a different spectrum, different page, but they're both praying to the same Elohim. And Amalekim appears to Cornelius and says, hey, man, your prayers and everything that you said, we hear it, bro. You're awesome. Go here, look for this dude. See ya. And he was fearful, right? Saw Amalekim. He's like, okay, I'm gone. Cephas, same thing, in prayer. Gets a vision. It's like, uh, I ain't eating none of that. I don't make any sense. I've never lowered. Gets knocked at the door. Okay. There's three dudes here. And they're not Judean. They're Goyim. What God has called common. Or what we call common. Wow. I got it. And they talk and they fellowship. This is God orchestrating. This is God um, already having a path for you. You just got to follow. They got it, and they just follow, man. They didn't try to take it and say, hey, man, you ought to catfish and shrimp you want, man. Knock your butt out. That don't make any sense. So we have two men, different spectrum, different places, but the same Elohim, and he had a place for them, and they were walked by the Spirit. Now, the same fella, Peter, right, was accused in Galatians 2, 11 through 15, by Brother Shaul, Paul, uh, how you act around the Goyim and then around your brothers. You're not walking righteously, right? So this is the walking in the spirit, walking in the flesh, right? We all have this. This is the simplicity of Torah. It is Yah's way. We're going to look at, turn Proverbs 4, about to be done here in a second. Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. So really, hey, Joe, hit that thing. I ain't going to make it. But I, I'm, 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 I'm right there, though. I'm on the edge of the promise. I'm on the edge. I'm on the edge. They say, you, you always say, no, I'm really in right there. Uh, Proverbs 4. All right. Really need to read the whole chapter, we're not. The first chapter starts off in 4 and 1. Hear ye children. Bam. Shema. Shema ye children. The what? Instruction 
of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. What is the doctrine? Forsake not my Torah. For I was my father's son tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words. Right? So if I'm keeping the mitzvah, if I am protecting, then I am retaining. That's why when you come to Shabbat or we're at our Bible study or we're at these different things or whatever we're having, that the words are being spoken, those words are for you. They're for everybody. That you are to take the words and you are to hide them in your heart. You don't need a battery pack if you got the most high's words. You don't need a battery pack. See, folks, we think I've been playing, I've been talking crazy. There will come a day. You don't take this. And your apps, all they got to do is push a button because we all got these gadget phones. And there's not going to be any word. Because this, they've already, we've talked about years ago, they've already passed laws in California about, you know, hate speech for homosexuals and sweet cakes. They're going to take this. And then for those who just kind of, yeah, I feel good, you want to be happy, and you will not have any word. And when you don't have any word, how will you survive? Because this word is bread. How will you survive? And you will know the truth from a lie. <laughs> we think we're up a plan. They're going to take the scriptures. Get wisdom. Amendment five. Yeah, let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments. Keep my mitzvot and live. Give wisdom and get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Um, verse 15. No, let's look at 14. Scroll to 14. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Avoid it. Look at somebody and just say, avoid it. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. Huh. Avoid. Pahra. Pahra. And Pahra to loosen. To loosen. A part of avoiding is loosening. What needs to be loosened in your life? What needs to be loosened? And here's a question. How, how can I loosen it? So when I see para, what's the first thing that comes to my mind? What first thing comes to your mind, Yayo? You see that. Para. Just right to the tip of your mouth. What's the first thing you see when you see Pahra? What's the first what's the first thing you see? Let's look at the first letter. Pay. What does that mean? Okay, so you need to loosen things. So if I need to avoid something, I need to loosen some things in my in my life. How do I loosen it? You loosen it with your what? With your speech, with your mouth. 
Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. So I need to loosen some things. Expose some things. I need to speak. I need to say some things. What's that phrase? Get it off my what? Chest. To lead. Act as a leader. It's hard to avoid things if you're a follower. It's hard to avoid if you're a follower. Because if I'm a follower, I haven't loosened anything. If anything, I've tightened my grip or I've squeezed my position on something. I ain't loosened nothing. But para means to lead or act like a leader. To let loose, to avoid. So you got to be strong up here to avoid things, to loosen things, to speak things. To loose lexicon, to let go. And every, everybody in here, you got to be a leader. You got to be a leader in your life. You have to take control. You have to loosen or let go of all the things that keep you from doing what God needs you to do. It's not his suggestion. It's what I need you to do. Okay, what I need you to do. All right, we got two more, and then we're done. All right, I was told you I was right there. First Corinthians 11 and 3. This is why we need to avoid, or to parra. So avoid points us to leadership. It points us to having a backbone. And you know what we find out when we get into the truth? Because you can be in the world, and you can, you can be considered having a backbone. But when you get into this, where you say, hey, man, I, I don't do that. I can't be a part of that. You have to stand on it, or you got to have a backbone. First uh, Corinthians eleven and three. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is the man, and the head of Mashiach is Elohim. So one problem is is that a lot of men head is not Messiah. So what happens up under that is that a lot of women have gotten themselves entangled, right? They did not avoid. They didn't lose. They, so a lot of women are in a position where they're under a man who is not under Messiah. So the woman might be trying, but the long, arduous road you took. A lot of people have one kid or two kids scattered abroad. Was that God, is that, is that what God needed you to do? Probably not. But when our wants supersede his needs, this is when we have this arduous road problem. And you've attached yourself to somebody that God's like, eh, that wasn't what I had for you. But you attached yourself to it. Now you have to deal with it. Now you got to deal with the person whose head is not under Messiah. 
that's arduous, that's long, that might not be what God needed from you. So we make all these decisions, we do all these choices, and they're not what God needed us to do. And we find ourselves in this long, all right, we can go on on all the different examples. We can go on and on and on, on and on and on. Then we all get the point. Second Timothy. We'll close in Second Timothy. In order to let loose and let go, and in order to make decisions, do things that God wants you to do, there is some discipline to that. There's discipline to that. This is being Second Timothy, uh, second chapter. We're going to be in verse one. Second Timothy, second chapter, verse one. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace. Be strong in grace don't mean do whatever the heck you want to do and slide your car to do whatever you want to do. And, you know, God, Jesus, Jesus doesn't pay my bill. Then what that mean? Be strong. Be chazak. Be strong in this era of grace or this era of forgiveness that we have. Be strong. Be mighty. Be righteous. Do good deeds. Keep the mitzvah. Protect the commandments. And the grace that is in Mashiach Yahshua. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who should be able to teach others also. Therefore, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Yahshua Mashiach. We talked about last week that the Lord of Zephaot called out his armies. You're in a fight. Whether or not you want to fight or not. Oh, it's not that serious. Okay. But to them it is. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Yahshua HaMashiach. No man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Ahrah. You avoided it. You had enough sense to loosen yourself from the foolishness of this world. No man that warth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. You have to decide if you're a soldier or not. You don't have to do anything. But if you've committed yourself to Yahshua Mashiach, you did sign up in this military service. You signed up in the military service. And uh, you have something to contribute to uh, Yah, Yahuwah, Yahuwah, Yehovah, Yahweh, Yahweh, Ahia, however you describe the Supreme One in the Shemaim, you signed up. And if you signed up, you should be able to be a leader or you should be able to avoid 
and not be entangled in different things. When you're not entangled in this world, you are, are, are a little bit more sharper and more focused or clear thinking with your mind. And when you're clear thinking and more focused with your mind, then you keep your mind on the kingdom of Elohim. And then when your mind is on the kingdom of Elohim, then you don't go on this long, arduous way because you knew that God needed me to do this. And I didn't put God's needs on the back burners. As I made what God needed me to do very important. It was first and foremost. And since it was first and foremost, I avoided a lot of hard situations because God had already prepared the place. He already prepared the way. All I had to do was obey and just walk and just walk, and that was it. Because the Ruach HaKodesh will guide you in all truth. Um, so the children of Israel were so close to the promise they were 11 days away, and it turned to a 40-year hiatus. Um, all of us in some shape, form, or fashion was in the wilderness. Excuse me. We were in Egypt, and the Most High came and pulled us out of sin um, and brought us to a place where we met with him. We had whatever uh, personal, spiritual meeting with him. We had our own Mount Sinai. We had our own moment with him. And then from those moments, we begin to say, we do. We will do what you say. And unfortunately, just like them, emotions make you say stuff sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you might tell a woman that you love her, and you said it way too quick, because in reality, you didn't love her. It was just emotions. Sometimes for young men, well, older men say, well, young men, they call it puppy love. The boy had puppy love. My mom used to say, his nose, just, boy, your nose is wide open. That girl got your nose wide open. You ain't, you ain't really like that. And you know what? And in reality, she, she was telling the truth. See, it can't be an emotional thing with the Most High. Clear, conscious, and it's spiritual. Because the Lord is a spirit. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is our liberty. There is our freedom. So... Uh, we don't have to make things hard. We just make them hard. We don't have to do that. So we it can improve our relationship. We'll know what God wants us to do. Like we'll know. And then we just go, we go, and we just do. And then he can get back to growing us because we're going to be scared or fearful or I don't know. And that's where he wants us at. That's where we grow at. You don't grow by doing it your way. Your way is just arduous. Exactly. There's no water out there. There's no life out there when you do it your own way. But when you do it his way, he provides for you. Even when you don't see it. Just because you see it don't mean he ain't there. You don't believe it, read Esther. He all over the place. But you don't see him mentioned. He's all over the place. But anyway, so it's uh, our word for the day. Uh, Most high, Yah, we thank you. We give you all the praise and glory for your word. We thank you how much you blessed us, Yah. We thank you um, 
for the examples within our scriptures. Um, there has been a long, arduous road for a lot of us. Uh, and we pray, Almighty Yah, to be closer to you, to know you, uh, that we are close to Mashiach, that Mashiach um, will reveal and show us and help us and guide us um, by the Ruach HaKodesh. And the areas where one we, where we may grow, what do you, what does God need us to do? And that we will be willing to address it and not be fearful, uh, but to be faithful. Uh, we just thank you. We apologize for uh, taking different routes and things. We were taking shortcuts. We just went a longer way, went in a different path that you wanted us to go. So, yeah, we thank you for your mercy. We give you all the praise and glory. You blessed us tremendously, Almighty God. And you're still patient with us, Almighty God. As we are still coming uh, to know you more and more, Almighty and, and, and the reality is the expectations, Almighty. You have such high expectations for us, but because you want to bring us to high places uh, and you've made a way for us to, to get there, Almighty. So we thank you for your word. We thank you for everything. May the word uh, manifest and grow itself in us throughout the week, Almighty. Yah, to be able to assemble again, to get our fresh bread, Almighty. Hallelujah. Just like in the days of old when they had the fresh table bread on the golden table within the temple or the tabernacle. So, Yah, we just thank you and we praise you. Be with all the people that are here today. Bless them, Almighty. Yah. Guide them, encourage them, be with all those who should be here but are not here for whatever variety of reasons. Almighty, I pray that you put a fire and spurn within them, in their heart, in their belly, hallelujah, uh, that they, they, just, they just have to be at the assembly. They have to be with the assembling of the brethren, Almighty. Yah. We just pray for those that are scattered, uh, that are still looking to search, and we pray, Almighty, Yah, for a pass to cross in whatever way, or whether it's through people or flyers or internet or Google search or whatever. Uh, we just pray, Almighty, Yah, that it's in your will. Um, and that you just bring your sheep in one by one to the fold, the different folds you have, Almighty Yah. So we just thank you and we praise you. Yahshua, Meshach, let me pray, hallelujah, amen. Okay. Well, uh, do I be a hafta? Thank you for listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our website is www.restoringthebranches.org. We're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at restoringthebranches at gmail.com. Shalom.